Welcome to Reality Check Podcast with Charles Jackson Jr., co-host Jay Gonzalez. What's up, Jay? Nothing much, man. Uh, just coming off the weekend, and I'm excited to get the you know the week started. Um, we had some good weather coming in. I know we have a great weekend coming up. Was, was it Memorial Day weekend Memorial coming up Day, next yes. week? Uh, I'm excited, one, for that and get the family together. Uh, I'll see my nephew again, so I'm pretty excited uh, you know, spend some time with the family and, uh, and see him again. Um, I'm, I'm more excited, honestly, with the, this conversation we're going to be having. Yeah. I know we have um, you know, two guests here today uh, with, with different, di- or different backgrounds. Um, all of us have a little bit of, you know, I guess, perspective that we can incorporate in the conversation. Just really excited to get started with that. Right, right. Okay, so um, our first guest is uh, is Pudge. Pudge, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Man, I'm just savage guy, man. Just trying, trying to make it, man. Trying to survive, man. Right, right. Just well, surviving, man. you know, we we got some things in common. We're gonna talk about that in a couple minutes. Um, but you know, I, I appreciate you coming out. I appreciate you being here on the show. Um, also, we have with us. Um, we have Greg. So, Greg, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Greg. I'm, uh, you know, from the city of Reading, and uh, yeah, I'm just here to, to, you know, have a conversation with you guys. Okay. Yeah, that's that's great, man. Okay, so today's topic, we we want to talk about um, a couple different things, but we're gonna start it off with uh, reentry, and uh, the reentry conversation is that um, I myself. Um, was released from prison in 2011, and um, you know my reentry process back in the society was find a job, um, you know, work on my credit, you know, come up with a with, with a plan to try and you know survive and, and and not go back to prison. So my my transition back into society went pretty smooth. Um, you know, I, I stayed on top of. Uh, you know, staying employed and, and, you know, taking care of the things that I had to take care of, uh, not to go back to prison. So, uh, Pudge, we have Pudge with us, uh, and, and Pudge was just released, uh, last month in, in, uh, April, I believe. Was it April? It was in May. Oh, it was May? Yeah, okay, so Pudge, Pudge was just released in May, and, um, I, I just wanted to ask you, how's, how's your transition period going so far, Pudge? I mean... To me, it's going it's going as average as it could go. You feel me? I feel like the most the most hardest part is the transition with your family. You feel me? When you feel like you can't be the one to to give how you used to give, and you can't you can't really get through things how how you really want to get through. Like you want to just run through and fly through them or be the hell of the household. But I mean, it's hard to it's hard to really lean and show that support. Yeah, no, mean, but- get supported by like you know what I mean, be carried by somebody. Yeah, and, and, and that's where patience comes in, you know, and that's something that, you know, we have to do. We have to be patient because everything's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. You know, I, I know that feeling of coming home and, and just wanting things to be right back in order. Like, I felt like that, man, because before I left, you know, I was doing well and I had things situated and straight. Um, you know, I was the, the head of the household, the provider. And, and, you know, so I know that feeling that you're talking about yeah. where... You kind of want the pieces to fall back in, so um, but yeah, it's it's, it's definitely patience. Um, how would you say, as far as, um, as far as coming home and how you're being treated by society, 
How how do you feel about that? Do you, do you feel like society makes it um, makes it a smooth transaction for people who come out of prison? I mean, I think at this time it ain't fair to ask that question. I mean, with COVID going on, so it's, it's kind of easy for everybody, honestly. Yeah. I mean, so there really ain't no society thing. I mean, right now society's boosting people coming home because too many jobs open. It's a lot yeah. of a lot of things getting paid off. I mean, a lot of money getting thrown around. So I feel like right now. I mean, it's really unfair to ask that question. Mm. Uh, like, I, I understand what you be like, like with society about you, like going back with the system and all that. But I understand, but right now, it's too easy right now. Yeah, interesting. That'd be an excuse. Right, right. Well, I know when I first came home, a lot of the applications that I filled out for employment, I didn't get no calls back. I right. mean, there, there was probably a, a four month period that, like, I was just putting in application after application and not one person would call me back. I went to the temp services. They couldn't even find me a job for a day. <laughs> so, like, you know, my transition period, was, it started off a little rocky. Um, but, you know, I, I that's one of the things I feel like, um, and, and, it, and I, I feel like it's different right now. I feel like employers um, back then, were, they were making it harder for us to transition back into society right. because they didn't want to give us a chance. Right. Where right now, I feel like everybody's hiring and right. I feel like they're giving more people a chance. I know check the box has changed since I've been out. Like on the application now, they can't ask you, have you been convicted of a felony? Um, it's the same routine though because once they run your social security card and do a background, they can see everything anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, I do feel like right now it's easier uh, to get a job. I feel like uh, employers are giving giving people a chance. Um, I, I know from talking offset with you that uh, you know you 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 worked on your credit while you were away in prison, and that's just you know that's that's just blows my mind when I when I think about that man, and and, and I'm really excited for you, man, because you know most people don't understand how important their credit is, and. Um, you know, you want, you want, what, what is your credit score, Pudge, right now? I mean, I don't know if I can say, man. You, you don't know if you say, can nah, say that? Nah, that's a 683. Nah, nah, ain't no 683. Nah, that ain't a 683, man. It's a seven, it's a seven something. Seven, man. yeah, and, seven. And I'm proud of you. Seven, I'm yeah. proud of you. Seven, yeah. I'm proud of you. <laughs> 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 He's been told, he's like, hey, hey, listen, man, that took, <laughs> hey, hey, Pudge, that took a lot of discipline for you to work on your nah. credit score like that while you was away, man. It was a smart move, man. So yeah. I just want to, you know, I just want to say that, you know, that that's that's important, man, because that's going to help you with your transition back into society. No, it definitely is. It definitely is. And, I mean, that's why I'm going to use it, you feel me? But, I mean, I got a lot of friends who help me out with that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, good looking to them. But at the end of the day, yeah, because that's what it's about, man. It's about it's about putting yourself in a position. It's the only way you're going to put yourself in a position is backup, credit. I right. mean, that's how America lives with it. Like, that's right. how I see it. And one thing about credit, it gives you a little bit of breathing room. Right. So, like, just say you're in your bank accounts, like, it's down and you know you don't really have anything left in there you could you could pull your credit card out and it, it gives you a little bit of breathing room that was something that helped me uh in my in my uh, transition period uh another question is um i want i want to talk about is what do you see what do you see as far as uh new people who are coming into prison 
and like what's what's the vibe like because like i mean it's no secret like a lot of people are coming to prison right now there's 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 violence there's there's shootings every day in philly um you know we have shootings here in our city um a lot of people are going to prison so i i just wanted to talk to you about like you know people see them on the news people might know them yeah. from the streets but it's different. You're a different person when you go through them gates, right? And 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 you know you're you're going through processing, and you realize that hey man, I got a lot of time to do. Right. God, God bless, bless you. you. <laughs> so my 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 question is, um, what do you think the vibe is of, of, of the people coming to prison, and what would you say? What would you say? Um, who are the people coming to prison now? Is it young people? Is it old people? Is it a mixture of both? Or or you can't tell? Like, or, you know, what I mean, what do you think it is? I mean, it's still like the same time, man. It's still like everybody for real. I mean, it's still a mixture of everything. But at the end of the day, I feel like I feel like a lot of a lot of a lot of things is changed from the generation. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people are more comfortable in jail nowadays. I mm -hmm. mean, like even older, younger. I feel like they trying to merge. To, it's too much of a bond. It seemed like, like when I first went, when I first went upstate, I went upstate like 2012, Rob Like my first time walking Rob I was scared. Like they, they had wings, five wings, yeah. 50 cells deep, yeah. all the way back. Like it's 500 people on one side, just yelling, talking, and you just walking in like, yeah, yeah they talking about, yeah, 303. What? Like, yeah, so like it was a different energy. Now you come to jail, it's like, who parent? Where these people's parents at? Like, it's just like kids in there. Like even grown men be acting like kids, and it's too much whole shit. It's all gossiping. Like it's just, to me, I feel like it wasn't prison no more. Yeah. Like for real, for real, it's different. And that's how I feel about society today. Like outside of prison, like in social, like in like society, like I feel like. Shit's fucked up. It's people, people, people ain't got it together. Like for real, for real. It's it's no it's no morals out there. It's no nothing. You're out here killing shit. You got three bodies and you never touched ten bands. It's not about a dollar. You never shot a dude over a dollar, or nothing. But you shot three people and killed them. Yeah. It makes no sense. Like, and I felt like it's the motive. And I, and I guess it do come with the jails because I guess people getting comfortable. I don't see people fighting in cases. Like, you know, before you should see like twelve jailhouse lawyers. Now you don't see nobody. Everybody just comfortable with what they get. Yeah. Like comfortable living off somebody, depending on any people. Like that's what that's what blows my mind. That's what I see. And yeah. I feel like it comes to the time where I don't know. It's, yeah, that's what that's, for me. that's what I really wanted to hear and, and I, that's what I wanna uh, talk about is because like you said, um when I went to prison, man, there was twenty uh, jailhouse lawyers on the block trying to help you out right. trying to help you get out of prison and the law library stayed packed like you know it, it was it, you know there was people over there fighting for their freedom they was right. fighting to try to get out and you know with the way things are going with the way people are being incarcerated um it makes me want to understand like what's happening on the other side of the fence like how mm. are they handling that like do they are, are are they like I don't care out here on the street? But then when they get to prison and realize, man, I got two life sentences, or you know, I got forty to eighty. Like, do they wake up and say, damn, you know, um, I gotta try to get out of prison? And like, 
are they reaching back to try and help someone else out, not come down that path? But it doesn't seem like that. It seems like, um, it, it, it almost seems like people just don't care. Like you're saying, man, like right. they, they just, they don't care. Um, you know, they, they, they're comfortable in prison and that, that's bad, man. That's a bad sign. Right. Um, right. I mean, don't get me wrong though. They had these moments like dudes crying to sell to get that 30 years. But at the end of the day, Every day ain't like that, man. A lot of these dudes just comfortable, man. They're really comfortable. For real, for real. So, <clears throat> if I may just hop in. You say the word comfortable a lot. What do you mean by comfortable? They're just comfortable with their sentence or comfortable where they're at? I I'm mean, com- I mean, they're comfortable where they're at. Like, they saying, like, yeah, like, I know I'm going to die here, and I, I'm good with that. I mean, I'm worried about this honey bun that's coming next Wednesday. Instead of that, I mean, I'm worried about what my folks doing out there, how my sister's growing up. Like, mm-hmm. they abandoned they their family. They basically abandoned it. So, like, the like, priorities got just shifted. It went from yeah. what mattered to, all right, I'm in prison. You know, this is what I got. This it is what it is, and I'm just cool with it. Right. That's how it basically yeah. is. That's yeah. how I feel. I feel like people comfortable in that job. Yeah. Like, I feel like you you feel like you want to be somebody you're not in here. And that's kind of what it is, too. Like, you, you go upstate, they be like, yeah, yo, you know this boy, uh, killer, I, I, killer. Nah, I don't, I don't know, boy. I never heard of him. Then when you see boy, you like, oh, this boy, man, man, why you calling you killer? Yeah. Oh, nah, so I know, I started calling me. Nah, it's just at the end of the day, your whole name, Mikey from such and such, and you just came up here and you built a whole identity, like you killer and all this. Oh, like, I got you. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. man, people get comfortable of making that image. You feel me? Because that's what they do to protect themselves. So they like, build a brand in prison. Yeah, they build it's a brand. Yeah, it's it's build an image. Yeah. yeah, like like and like like they do that for protection. Like you know, people like. Build like a visible person, like a visible mm-hmm. character to themselves. As okay. like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm killing today. Yeah, and I mean, so then I move different, I walk different, and next thing you know, you live in this for three, six months, and then somebody who actually know you come around, like, boy, this is not you. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what are you doing? Yeah, but it's it hurts. It hurts so much that they do some weird, jealous thing, like try to kill you for knowing who they really are. Mm, wow. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's. It's pointless, man. For real, for real. To me, it's pointless. I'm cool. Yeah. So how how would you say um how would you say the prison is is um how are they dealing with the with, with the with this new generation of people who don't care? Like how how are the programs like Tip. how like are are they letting them? I mean, because I remember you had to be under a certain amount of years to get into a program. Right. So, like these dudes who got these two and three life sentences, um, what what's going on in, in in the prison, man? Like what 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 is the the prison doing? What are they I doing? Mean, as far as the prison as an institution, as the institution people, they yeah. loving it because simple fact, there's no structure. I mean, so at the end of the day, they allow this to happen, and then you got them old heads who just want to stay out the way. And yeah, I'm not going to war for them people because they're not gonna go to war for yourself. Like one person gonna stand up right here and knock this grieving off for you and go go with you to the hole, and you're not even gonna do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Word, this is like a daycare. When yeah. they tell them to jump, they jumping, they moving. But you so hype, you be so hype with me. Like yeah, you about to do something to me. But when the police told you to do something, you you all the way quiet, boy. You in yourself, and that's where mm-hmm. that's where it comes to the difference. Set. Like when I was in Rockview, the 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 inmates ran to jail. Like the inmates ran to jail. Yeah, Ain't nobody. Yeah. What? Yo. Yeah, I'm about to go. Yeah, I got. I gotta go get some more whites. Yo, come with me to the to the desk so I can talk to the cops. Like, yeah. Like we're not just saying here. Yeah, this is my man. Ah, ah, ah. Like that's how I feel. Like they comfortable with the cops. They sit there, Joe it up with them, all that. Yeah, yeah. Yo, who in that game last night? Yeah, you seen that? Like, come on, fam. Like, 
Yeah. It's just different to me, and I don't know. I just now I just feel like it's a different time. I know we talked before, and I was saying how you don't really know a person they could put on this character when they're yeah. out on the block, Persona. but when when they go back to the cell and that and that gate shut and they get up in their bunk, like I was telling you, like that's when you really know what a person is dealing with. And I think a lot of people hide their feelings of what they're what they're actually feeling because I don't understand how a man could be comfortable with taking showers with other men, um, being being told what time to stand up in the morning so you could be counted. Um, you know, just just you know, being in prison, not being able to be with a female. I, I don't know how you get comfortable with that. Like that that doesn't make sense to me. How much of that do you think is a survival mechanism? Like, in order to survive, that's that's the persona or right. image that they have to portray. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that, and, and I think that's what goes on, man. And you know, that's that's a hell of a job to do that year in and year out. Like, just you know, come out and act like you're all right, but then when you're in the cell, you're bawling your eyes out, and you're realizing that, damn, you know, I made the ultimate mistake, man. Like, I'm not coming out, man. I can't never, I can't be with a woman again. You know, I, I can't enjoy the world um, the way you can when you're free. Right. And, you know, for me, being locked up during the time that I did, that's why, I, like, it, I struggle to understand how they are being comfortable with being in prison. It, it, it just doesn't make it's sense that, to me. That time already went past. That time when they be like, damn, like, it's over for me. Damn, I fucked up. Damn, I'm hurt. Damn. Well, I'm supposed to keep dwelling on this? It's yeah. uh, over and past. I'm here for the rest of my life. It is what it is. I don't give a fuck about nothing. Like, yeah. that's that's their mentality. Yeah, but that's, but that's hard the to get to. That's hard. That's hard to get to, though. Like, you can say that, and that's a feeling. Like, you could be in that feeling in, in a moment. You might feel like that sometimes, but your mind clicks back to reality. And when your mind clicks back to reality, that's when you're saying... You're struggling. Like, you ever see somebody walking in the yard and they just got a far away look? Like, they just look lost. Like zoned out. Zoned out. Like, right. you know, and, 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 and you know that person's circumstances, so you kind of understand it, man. I've seen a lot of people like that who right. were, um, you know, they they were tired of faking like they were happy right. where they were at. And then you've seen it on their face, man. And I'm talking about a look that. You know, it was just a disturbing look, man. Like, you yeah. could look at them and see that they was trouble, man. They, 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 you know, their mind battled back and forth so much and to yeah. the point where it was just like, you know, they was just, they was exhausted, man. I mean, but to me, I feel like, I definitely understand what you're saying, but like, like how Greg said, like, it's a survival mechanism. Like, to me, at the end of the day, if I know I'm in a situation that at the end of the day, I know where the extent is, I'm getting over that shit, period. I don't care if I, yeah, I'm in here for life. I'm in here for life. It is what it is. Because I'm, I'm not going to sit there and dwell off that. I mean, I'm, I'm not built like that. I'm not built to break down my energy. Like, I'm not built like that. So I don't sit there and think about, and I could dwell over a lot of things. Like, you know how, like, like you be in a situation, like, say, yeah, this is my man, and we get into a situation, and I really find out, like, boy was a snake. Boy creeped me the whole time. Boy was taking this, taking that. You know what I mean? So is it really hard for you to get over that? After mm -hmm. after y'all go through what y'all do, it's hard for you to get over that. That's what I'm saying. Like it's all survival mechanisms. I'm not. If I know that I'm, all right, yeah, I'm in jail for the rest of my life. I'm never going home. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to kill myself for another ten years just thinking about damn. I'm never going home. 
Like, I'm gonna build what I got here. I, I'm gonna try to find a hustling job. Yeah, I'm gonna feed my family up for this. I'm gonna do this because yeah. that's how my brain works. I'm a survivor. Yeah, it don't matter. Like it is what it is. No, I I get that, and and I'm saying like, um, that's probably, you know, that's probably the mindset that you have to have to survive a life sentence. But the reality of it is, you can't turn your brain off, right. and Anything can remind you of the street. You could go out in, in the yard and all of a sudden you see somebody come up from the R who you know and it'll, it'll click you back and, and take your brain there. Um, so it, it, it's an everyday fight to try and survive and not think about, damn, I'm not going home. And, and that, that's, that's a battle, man. That's, 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 a, that's a real battle. So I guess where I like to move to is you know, we're talking. We talked about the people who are in prison. You know, with 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 that attitude that they don't care, right. um, and we see it out here in the street too. Right. And part of part of my mission and what I try to do is I try to paint a picture, and I try to encourage and empower um, mainly the youth, but also people who are, are coming home from prison. Uh, I try to empower them and get them on a different path because. Um, you know, life is beautiful out here. Um, when you're making the right decisions and the right choices, uh, you could build a, a fulfilling life out here, man. And I think um, that's 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 my mission to try and show um, the youth and and young men and women, you know, just that that you know you can build and have uh, you know a, a, a real. Um, Productive and and, and 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 quality. You can you can, your your life could have quality, where um, you know once you get to a certain place, you look back and say, "Man, I don't never want to be sitting in that cell, you know, waiting for that guard to bring and slide a letter under my door." Like that was my that was my highlight. Where now my highlight is I'm getting ready to get on the plane and I'm going to Mexico, or you know I'm with my family and you know we're going to a family reunion. So. I'm trying to paint that picture. I'm trying to empower, you know, our youth, you know, our community. I'm trying to teach them that, you know, if that's what you want to do, please just understand the whole picture. So what would you say that, like, what I'm trying to do, what what would be your advice to... Let's say you had a little brother mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he was starting to get into that life. What would be your advice right now to him to stop him from going down that path? I just tell him what it is. It's grimy. It's deep. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's dry. That jail time, jail time ain't, sh- man, I'm cool. Like, and I tell them like this, like, at the end of the day, man, pay attention and be aware of what you're getting into. Mm. I mean, and what's going to come to you. Mm. I mean, everything in glory land, for real, for And these streets is different. It ain't really got no more, it ain't got no code. Mm. I mean, so I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even play. I wouldn't even play with this. Like, this is a whole different breed. Like, music changed everything. Streets is just different. Like, honestly, streets different. You killing people over PUAs and all that. I don't, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, I don't either. I'm with you. I I don't understand it, and you know, my feeling always is that um, 
they don't understand it. And once they get to prison, I feel like they start to see it more, even if they try to fight it and, and, and not like, you know, deal with the reality of it. But, you right. know, you talking to your little brother, like being honest with him, you know, telling him the truth. Do you think he would receive it? I mean, he would receive it because I wasn't better than him. I talk to him every day for real. Like, and I wasn't just letting nobody hang in. Because I feel like it's not productive. I mean, like, one conversation never going to change your life. That's right. I mean, I don't know a lot of people say, like, one conversation changed my life. One conversation never going to change your life. Mm. Right. Especially, like, when you, when, you, when you walk outside and this is your default. Mm. People carrying guns. Selling drugs on the corner. This is the default. This is what you're coming out to. This a this a the, the successful people, the people with benzes, all the women, they drug dealers. Like this is what you this is what you seeing as default as this is success. You know what I mean, so mm-hmm. I can't sit here and say that one conversation gonna change your life when you're seeing this every day. Yeah, nah, that's real. Mm-hmm. That's real. And one conversation might plant the seed, but you gotta right. keep watering that. Definitely, you got you definitely got to keep watering that because um, there's too many other distractions and temptations that that are out here in the street. Right. That just one conversation, like I could tell somebody, "Hey, man, listen, I did 15 to 30 years, man." Like they might hear that that initial conversation, but two minutes later, they back to doing what they were doing. Right. You know, that's just the the, the, the fact. That's just the fact of it. But if I continuously, like you said, embedded in, in like how you were gonna do it in your little brother, if I continuously keep talking to people and keep sharing this same message right. and get other people who've been through this experience and other people like like they say it takes a village. Right. But, you know, I, I feel like, you know Chuck, I I would push back on that on that notion that one conversation that wouldn't impact someone. Um, I'm just thinking like this is the first time I met Jack. Right, and it and it can be Jay, and it can be someone else too. Mm-hmm. But certain mannerisms and, and certain conversations, I feel like that can help propel you in certain situations. Now, granted, if you're starting at, you know, at from from ground zero, mm-hmm. then maybe that conversation won't have as 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 much of an impact on someone who who's on third base. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, that that's something I think that we have to take into consideration as well, mm-hmm. uh, as far as like where that person is at. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so like, for example, I would say, um, like, I, there's, there's a buddy of mine, right? Mm-hmm. In, in my neighborhood, I never knew anyone who went to college, and or at least went away to college. And uh, so, like, you know, he, he went all the way out towards Western Pennsylvania. And I'm like, he come from a similar background as me. And I'm trying to think, like, like I knew, I thought only people with money can go out to these places. And I'm like, how how'd you go out there? And he put me down, like, Hey, you know, you know, this financial aid and FAFSA, you know, you got the Pell Grants and yada yada yada. Basically, long story short, where you don't have to come out of pocket. So that was just like a, a conversation I had. I felt like that really impacted my life and changed it. Yeah, because like usually when I see people go to college, they go to the local community <clears throat> college, or they might go to Kutztown, which is like 15, 20 minutes away. Mm. But he was like the first person I saw that you know to travel long distance to go to mm. college, and I and I felt like that that conversation right there had an impact on me. Well, I mean, what I see, the, the, the difference I see in that is that um, if a person is is kind of living their life right 
and you have a conversation with them, I feel like the distractions are different. You, you have to be in the right mindset to, be, to begin with. If you have someone who, who's ingrained with the, you know, the hustle mindset, you know, this, this, and that, you know, the type of, the type of things that Pudge is bringing into the conversation, you know, to his point, one conversation ain't going to change your mind. But now, I guess, for, for where you and I are coming from, uh, the mindset might be different. Where a conversation may change the way we're going or our perspective on life or our perspective on what we're doing right now. But it all comes from different perspectives. So I agree with you. I do think one conversation can change someone's perspective or, or life. But to Depen- his point, depending where they're at, correct. And that's because what I'm it, like and me, that, me and Pudge came from a different exact, background. Exactly. So one conversation with you talking to us, you know, oh, that, that, that's that, cool. That, but, you it's it's going to be a yeah. little different for correct. us. Like it's going to take a little more so, to to pull it, us out of that. And that's what, what I'm saying. We it, it, it it comes. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pudge. Because nah, I'm, I'm still thinking like, even then, that person you talked to, didn't you talk to him again after that? So that person I talked to, right? He's like three years older than me, right? So we had this conversation when I was in ninth grade. Now, granted, whatever happened in between happened in between, but that conversation always stuck with me, though. Mm. Is, is my my the, the perspective changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. The, the perspective didn't change then, but it was always on the back of my mind like this was possible. Mm-hmm. Right. That was mm-hmm. a seed. That's what I call a seed. seed. Yeah, and that's what I would call a jump start. At the end of the day, that's a jump start. That's like yeah, we had this conversation, we jump started. Now me continuously telling you about this. Mm-hmm. Is what gets you there. That's why I'm saying it won't change over one talk, like one, yeah, but, one lecture. But it changed your, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The the perspective. No, not perspective. It was the, the trajectory you were going. Right. So, for example, in your head, it was ingrained. Going to school was 15, 20 minutes away from where I'm at right now. Your your trajectory was like, all right, I'm only going to be able to go to Kutztown. No disrespect to my Kutztown alumni out there, but no. <laughs> long story short, all I'm saying is that your trajectory of where you think things were possible was just community college, junior college, but your perspective changed and the trajectory of where you were going to go changed because of that conversation because now you realize it was possible, and that's and that's what I'm trying to prove yeah, to his yeah. point a little bit. Yeah. Your jumpstart analogy works and it's it makes sense, but. Your, the way you were thinking, the way that person was thinking or, or was sitting there and, and kind of looking at life was, this is only my, my horizon. This is where right. I can only get to. And it may take someone, a conversation from Charles, for example, and say, look, this is what, I, what happened for me in the past. And I see where you're going down. Your trajectory is going to be this. Yeah. X, Y, Z. You know, and, and from my conversation, it could change the trajectory of that person's going. So... You know, I understand like you're gonna have to keep feeding that information and keep feeding it and building that relationship and, and that mentorship, or if that's what you wanna call it. Right. But it takes that initial conversation to change that person's trajectory. I agree. You know I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it I does. Agree. It, and the, the, to piggyback off of Pudge, right? So when his analogy was not even an analogy, his real life experience is and maybe a lot of ours is when you go outside your house, the most successful person you see is a drug dealer, right? So if all you see is a drug dealer, to Jay's point, then that's like your trajectory that, yeah, right yep, there. Yeah, that's like, where you're going to be. That's my model of success. That's what I have to do to be successful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so if you see that, if you see someone else that's successful doing something else, maybe something that you haven't even really considered, then that that's going to increase your trajectory right, right, right there. Right. Yeah, it, it changes from the neighborhood idols, the drug dealer on the corner, corner 
and maybe it takes one person that leave the neighborhood come back and say, look, man, I left the neighborhood. Look what I'm doing. I'm making these drug dealers look like broke people compared to what I'm doing now. Mm. And that conversation can change their horizon. Like, this is what I see as a model of success. And I just need that one person to tell me, man, there's a whole world out there. And I think people from, I mean, I'm going to just call it out. You know, people from Reading, we're, we're not reminded people. Because a lot of us are only used to what we have. And we get comfortable with our city. And I'm not trying to bash our city. I'm just trying to say, there's a whole world out there. Yeah, no, it's there's not whole, just our city. That happens know? in every city. Right, like right. People in Philadelphia, Detroit, Chicago, like they go through the same things we're going through right here in our city. But what we have to do um, is we have to continuously try and show them that there is more than that drug dealer. There is more than going to prison. And Correct. that's the hard part. That's what's complicated. That's what's that's I mean, it's it's easy for us to talk about, but my vision and what I see is it's hard. Like it's hard to explain that to a person where where they can get it and then they can move on. Like I'm talking to Pudge right now. Like I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to talk to him as much as possible. You know what I mean? And give him the insight that I have. Right. Um, and then, you know, in, in turn, you know, hopefully I reach him. Hopefully, you know, he understands and we, we can talk and collaborate. But hopefully he gets it and he's able to take his vision and show it to someone else who's struggling, who comes from from where me and him come from. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I totally understand where you come from, but it comes from, I'm just, I guess I'm beating a dead horse right now, but it comes from that initial conversation, that change of the trajectory he was may or may not have been going on. I don't know. I don't know you that well. It's the first time we met. But out of being hypothetically, this conversation, you know, could change the way he looks at, or I'm I'm using you for example here, you know, the way he looks at what's possible, you know? It could change his definition of success, you know? You could sit here and say, this is what I thought of success, but I'm in a room of successful individuals, and now my, my, my vision of success went from, ABC to XYZ and it just elevated the perspective right. and it comes from the conversation it is the seed uh, it, it is the that seed, seed of the conversation jump start, yeah. exactly what you're it saying. is but it you know it's just I know f- for a fact that when you plant that seed um, with all the distractions like the There's music we talk about the, yeah. the, the, the movies everything like you know and, and, and people are already caught up in the game so when you're caught up in the game, just because you hear a conversation, you can't walk away, mm. if that makes any mm. sense. Right. You just can't walk away just because you heard something good. It might give you that inspiration, like, damn, I would like to get out and like maybe do this. But it takes more with this mentoring and, and this constantly talking True. to them True. to try to like really get them on that path to like make that execution. True. Because you got so many things pulling you back in. Like, for real, for real. That's what it comes down to, like to a situation where you could run into somebody like, damn, just one conversation I'll spark with you. Ah, ah, yeah, you know I still got that work for the low. Damn, like, like them, them conversations pull you back in for real. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh, yeah, ah, yeah, I'm cool. I'm out on your way. Man, I don't know what time you're on. You better be on some, some real time, some street time. Like, you sound crazy, boy. Like, yeah. Like, and it's, these are the people that's out there that be looming in your ear. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's really yeah. hard. And, mm-hmm. and I know Charles and I always kind of use this quote. I mean, yeah, you, what is it? The uh, If you're with, in a room of five millionaires, surround yourself with five millionaires, you're going to be the sixth. If you surround yourself with six broke people 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Five broke people, you're gonna be the sixth because, like you said, that's looming. Oh, that that definitely that energy that that um that narrative is being surrounded, and that's all you're gonna know, and that's what you're gonna succumb to. And that's what's important about the circle, man. The people right, you put in your circle, and like I I feel like sometimes I mean. It's probably easy right now for me to just put all positive people in my circle. Right. But I feel like I don't mind having someone who's negative in my circle just because I'm hoping that they got some more other positive people that are talking to them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> if you just stay around all positive people yeah. all the time, you know, you're not you're not saving someone who really needs you. You kind of lose touch of reality, too. True, true. At the same mm-hmm. time, it's, it's great to be around positive people, but, but yeah, I feel like at some point you start to lose sense of reality you start thinking that, that everyone is doing what you guys are doing mm-hmm. and, and that's tough man yeah. that's tough because yeah. yeah there's I've... definitely negative positive people that's what it comes down to there's people who's negative out there who you could learn something off like a bum mic from the corner mm-hmm. and I ain't gonna hold you I talk to him because I'm a simple fact nobody care about him he steals anything around him he's gonna steal from me he's gonna take it from you he gets high all day, and that's what he do. I mean, but at the end of the day, he been here. He been here for years. He got experience. He know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I can sit here and have a conversation with Mike, and we're going to be on the same level, and I'll learn something from him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Same way. Yeah, so. yeah I always yeah. try to learn something from everyone. It doesn't matter who it is. But I would never take Mike nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. right, right. Yeah. He can't come to the house, yeah, you know? Hey, but you have to assume so the person you're talking to knows something that you don't. Right. That's that, that's yeah. how I have to go in every conversation. You go into the, the conversation, you think you're the smartest guy in the room. You know, you're gonna be in a rude awakening because there's <laughs> well, those people that know something that you don't. You know. I, I mean, I'm I'm not looking at it from I want to learn something from from somebody. I'm more or less looking at it as maybe I can influence him to to maybe get on the right track. Like so, when I talk about being around a negative person. It's to, like, speak positivity. That's the empathetic it's, it's, side of you, though, Charles. You're a very empathetic person. Yeah, I you am. Know, you you want to help I, people. I, I and, do. And and it's and sometimes, for example, I'm just going to use your example. If you have a negative person or someone that needs that guidance, like, that could be a detractor to your own success. You know? You're sitting here, wait, no, I shouldn't say wasting, using your energy or your, your time, your effort on, on someone that doesn't want to help themselves. In that, for example, you know, I don't know what person we're talking about, yeah. or whatever, but you but know, I, I mean, I, I, I know, I just try to plant a seed. Like I'm not, sure, I'm not trying not, to raise a garden. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not trying to like, you know, do a garden with a person that, you know, because I feel like there's someone else who will come along, just like I did, who will, who will speak some positive stuff to that person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I understand. Like you can learn something from from everyone, uh, and and I don't. You know, I don't discriminate against anybody, um, but I just feel like, you know, my point of view was that I, when I talk to someone who's negative, I'm trying to rub off on them. I'm trying to rub some positivity off in their life. Like that's, that's why I would have someone negative in my circle just to like to to push some positivity uh, into their life. You know, now I'm not gonna keep them around if if I see that like you know they're not really. You know they're not really trying to do anything because there's somebody else who, who is trying to change their life. No, it's yeah. funny though. I just took a, a, a online. Um, I was in an online workshop, and uh, you know my name 
my name was Karen Charles. Like everybody had to have a, <laughs> a act. <laughs> yeah, that was my name. Karen Charles. Workshop. Karen Charles. Hi, right, Karen. Yeah, man. I mean, go ahead. Oh, no. uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like how we started the conversation in the sense of hearing different, everyone's different perspectives because we all come from you know slightly different backgrounds. Uh, you know, I'm just circling back to that conversation, man. It's just I'm just it's got to run in my head the you know the one conversation thing. And it's just interesting to see how you guys agreed more on that statement than myself and Greg. And it was just interesting to see the difference on how we interpreted it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just like you know. Well, I mean, thinking about it, man. You know, I'm just like, yeah. damn. I mean, that's that's you know, I, I feel like education recognizes education. Like oh, that's that's what I feel like, and I feel like what me and Pudge have reckon like we yeah. recognize each other too, you know, because our experiences like you you yeah. haven't been in prison, Greg has has hasn't yeah. been in prison, so there's certain things that you're not gonna understand what I'm talking about because you know we've never me been and Pudge, there, we've yeah, never done it. Pudge, yeah, it's, that's true. It's, it's, it's the experience, of course, of course. So, yeah, and that and that's and that's to your credit. Like I just it's just so interesting. I'm like, yeah, and I, I, and I think. Uh, Definitely, if you're talking to that person more, right? If besides just that one conversation, it's going to be more effective. Of course, um, yeah. But yeah, but I just think that one conversation can have an impact. But like, if you, you know, you have a conversation with the person, then you get to see how that person lives. You know, you go to that person's house. That's going to have a profound impact on you because you're going to be like, damn, this is, right. this is what's yeah, possible right. based off of this man. And it's, it's it's crazy sometimes too. Like people will respect people more if they have certain. Uh, objects than like you know that that person that just been that, that you know that wine or whatever. So yeah. I'm I'm just gonna ask ask each of you guys a question just out of the blue. Uh, I'll start with are you, you are you doctor filling us? No, I'm just I'm just so interested, man. Okay, okay. What, what do you define as success, man? I'll go with you and we just go around real quick. Oh no, you want to go first, Greg? I'll go first. Go ahead. It's about progression. Okay. That's all. It's, Wherever you at, it, I feel as though if you start with with a million dollars, you know you inherit a million dollars from you know from a family member, um, and it, it doesn't even have to be about money at the same time either. Though at the same, yeah, it, it's just about progression. That's all I would say. Whether it's money, family, it's about progression. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what would be Charles? Okay. Um, success to me is. Um. I think success to me is just being comfortable with what you have and where you're at in life because I think you could chase that success if you're looking for a dollar amount or you're looking for a certain type of lifestyle. I think you could continuously just keep on chasing that. So success to me is um, being comfortable with what you have and not that that's what where you want to stay at, but just understanding how to be comfortable with that, how to enjoy your family, how to enjoy uh, the quality time that you get to spend with mm. your friends. Like I feel like all that equals success. Like that's that's what success is to me. Um, but yeah, that that that's my definition yeah. of success. For, for me, success is doing better than the person before you. So, for example, let's say. Your pops was the first one to graduate high school. Then I'm going to be the first one to graduate college. My son's going to be the first one to gra get his master's. My grandson's going to be the first one to get his doctorate. 
see, continuously, to your point, progressing from wherever you're at. I'm be the first one to get a full-time job. I'm the first one to, to not work blue collar. I'm be the first one to own my business or whatever the case may be. And I'm not discrediting people that do that. But my definition of success is building on what you already have. You know, I've referenced my dad a lot. My dad always tells me, if you want to be just like me, you're wasting your time. You have to be better than me. So, you know, that's my definition. That's my level of success. So if I see this as the baseline, my job to be successful is to beat that baseline. Okay. And all right, Pud, you have any anything you give mean, some time, man? I mean, yeah, my success, man, I don't know, man. To me, success and successful two different things. I mean, I, my success is anything I get through that time is successful. I'm trying to get to this girl house without this girl knowing I'm going to this girl house. <laughs> <laughs> that's success. That's success, you feel me? Like, that's, oh, how, that's how I feel like success is to me, though, you feel me? But being successful long term, being successful is. I'd say a little more than comfortable. I mean, being comfortable, that means I'm regular. I want to be comfortable while I'm all the way high maintenance. I want to be wealthy. That's being successful to me. Successful. You measure, you measure success I for being you, successful monetary or money. I say, I say with, with money and affluences, power. Okay. I mean, that's how I'm saying it. That's what successful is. Interesting. I mean, cause I know a lot of people who, who to them, they successful, but to me, I wouldn't see it successful. So, I, I, I mean, but success is anything you get through. Yeah. Making it home go. alive after one night. Success. There you go. Boom. Right. Coming home from prison is success. Yeah, there you go. Buying a job is success. Buying a car is success. Buying a house is success. Yeah. It's out there. You just got to get that shit. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, Jay, that was a good question. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. I just kind of flipped the script. I know. I was just like, man, I just want to see, you know, pick the brain a little bit. I'm with a, a room. Uh, I'm surrounded by a group of intelligent guys. I'm trying to pick pick your brain a little bit and take advantage of the opportunity, you know. But, um, no, so thanks for that. I know I just kind of threw all everybody for a loop. We're talking about, <laughs> you know, reentry, and I'm over here talking about success and no, Dr. Phil and you guys. That's, but that's a part of it. Yeah, that's it is, though. It. Yeah, it is. Um, because if we don't, um, if we're not striving for something, then I feel like we're wasting our time. So, um, all right. Well, I mean, I think this was a good, good segment, man. I I appreciate, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys coming on, sitting down, talking with us. I think we had a good conversation. I think it was organic and, you know, I think everybody spoke well and, and, and spoke from their perspective. So, um. I I, uh, I really don't have anything else to you. Have, no, you I have mean other, other than the individuals that are listening, uh, we appreciate you you coming back and, and taking uh, the time out of your day to, to listen to the podcast. Uh, please share, you know, like and 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 recommend to your friends and family. We appreciate that. Uh, other than that, I, I have nothing else to add. You gentlemen have any you know closing, closing thoughts? Any remarks? Just a reality check. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's the reality name of the check. show, man. Reality Check great. Podcast. Man. There you go. Boom. Check, Keeping it authentic and organic. You know, I couldn't man. let that slide. <laughs> How about you, Gray? Any closing any closing remarks? Yeah, no, I, I don't have anything. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, you guys enjoy your weekend. Um, we'll be back with you uh, next week. You know, tune in with us Monday, 9 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Um, I guess the last thing I want to say is uh, if you haven't picked up a copy of my book, 
please pick up a copy of my book titled Was This Fate by Charles Jackson Jr. Um, also, you could go on the website. Uh, the website is realitycheckproject.com. Uh, there's information on there about the book, uh, about what my mission is as, as far as uh, Reality Check Project and Reality Check Podcast. Um, so everybody enjoy your weekend and um, God bless.